Hello audience, this is Eliana, and I'm going to be going over synthesis number two and the context of module six to ten. Um, the way I'm going to complete this podcast is going to be section by section, so please bear with me. All right, for the first section, we're going to be going over congruence and commitment and how they connect to consciousness of self. Congruence is thinking, feeling, and behaving with authenticity and honesty towards others. In con- in the context of the social change model, congruence requires that an individual identifies personal values and attitudes and also acts consistently with values and beliefs. Commitment means energy that motivates oh I apologize commitment in the other hand means energy that motivates the individual to serve and derives the correct collective effort according to the social change model commitment depends on the passion energy and investment an individual has towards an action to be conscious of self, an individual must be self-confident, open to feedback, and committed. This is related back to being committed and congruent because the individual is committed to self-evaluation and has an un- has a basic knowledge of themselves. Taking this to real life real life, how do you say, situations, being congruent and would mean being honest with yourself. Whenever you choose to listen to that inner conscious, which says, yes, that was wrong, or maybe they're right, that's demonstrating congruence and commitment to self for commitment and consciousness of self. Oh, for commitment and consciousness of self, an example would be to tell yourself to stop procrastinating and complete those assignments by the deadline. Continuing on, we're going to be defining diversity and inclusion. Diversity is the amount of difference among members of a group or organization. Quick example would be Virginia Tech, where you can find different people who have different values, beliefs, religions, etc. Inclusion is the process of incorporating individuals into a group or organization through creating an environment where people who are different feel like they are a whole. In connection to diversity at Virginia Tech, inclusion would be bringing those different people together and appreciating each other's differences. In leadership, we can use these to feel involved, engaged, respected, and valued. We can also recognize, attend to, and honor each other's differences. These concepts have been wrapped with wrapped with each have been wrapped <laughs> together for centuries 
multiple centuries starting from like starting from like the civil rights movements and stuff like that when comparing them inclusion and diversity proved to be similar due to their emphasis on celebrating and accepting differences and addressing inequality like civil movements try to get the government to recognize quote-unquote different people and include them however inclusion and diversity do differ because inclusion focuses on bringing diversity into organizations while diversity emphasizes the economic benefits of or social benefits i should say of being of having a different ethnicity group and races working together some organizations may think it makes them look good while others may want to expand to other branches for example you want to you may want to bring someone who speaks french into the organization to connect with the french branch or someone who speaks spanish etc one common barrier of incorporating inclusion and diversity is lingering effects of discrimination, prejudice, and racism. For example, some people may view African Americans as ghetto simply because of their skin color or previous perception which has been developed throughout the years. Another common result is insensitivity, which is when companies don't consider how the new job is affecting an individual in terms of their traditions. For, for example, veterans have to adapt to a whole new setting of violence, which leads to PTSD and drug abuse. Moving on, we're going to figure out what is collaboration. Um, collaboration is a process of developing common visions, goals, and purpose. To achieve collaboration, members must share mutual trust, a shared vision, shared values, and a constant state of interdependence. The most common example would be working on a team on team projects at school. You start off a little awkward because you may not know the people that you are working with. So there are quick introductions. Then you gradually move into trusting one another to complete a part of the assignment. Like we give you this part of the assignment. You can write the intro and I'll write the body. That's showing trust because you believe that they will or you have faith that they will complete it by the due date. Then you moved on and then you finally reach that goal of building a volcano, writing, creating that poster, or just writing that essay. Basically, completing the project. Collaboration relates to consciousness of self, congruence, and commitment because an individual needs a good mindset to collaborate. In other words, they need to learn from criticism, have passion for learning, and conduct self-assessments. Furthermore, an individual must maintain positivity, encouraging the team, positivity, which would be encouraging the team that you can complete the project. They need confidence, 
focus, connection, which would simply be honest with yourself and ask for assistance whenever you need it. Be flexible, open-minded, basically. Have a structure, which is just creating many deadlines. And be active. Be actively challenging yourself. This is all significant in being a leader, especially when working with a group or a team. Uh, Continuing, we're going to explain the theory of servant leadership. The servant leadership theory is that the servant leader is servant first. One must want to serve, have a desire to serve before, let's start over. The servant leader is servant first. One must want to serve to complete the action of serving. Then the conscious choice brings one to lead. That person is, that person who follows those steps is different from one who simply becomes a leader first. I know that was a much of mambo-jambo, so to simplify this would mean to be a true leader, an individual must serve others rather than serving himself. This would mean practicing servant characteristics, which are listening, healing, and showing empathy prior to showing leadership characteristics, which is being aware, persuading, having foresight, and conceptualization, which is just being a visionary. A quick example would be being a president. It could be either class president or an actual U.S. president. Um, As a president, you went through the experience of being a servant, helping and connecting with others. That has allowed you to become a leader because you understand society and you know what it's like. The theory of servant leadership leads to, is connected to climate, which is how individuals perceive the way things are. And for a positive climate, people must feel supported, appreciated, and encouraged. By practicing servant leadership with a servant, with servant and leadership characteristics, people will obtain that feeling of comfort and appreciation. For example, Gandhi is known for being involved in a movement against British rule. Though he understood that it was dangerous to oppose the British officials, he believed that advocating for Indian rights were more significant. He supported what's best for others rather than thinking of himself and being afraid. In turn, the people were glad to have a representative and gladly supported him. Another example is Nelson Mandela, the leader who advocated for equality throughout South Africa. Mandela stood by his people and even went to jail simply to see them enjoy their natural rights. He demonstrated care for others, proved that those people were more important, encouraged them, and led by example. This is the act of a true servant leader.
Now, let's define common purpose. According to the Higher Education Research Institute, common purpose means to work with others within a shared set of aims and values. In other words, for groups to function, all members must share a vision and participate actively in order to meet the goals of the group. Going back to the school project example, a goal will most likely be completing the project. The shared vision, however, may be constructing a mini rocket, creating a volcano, or just writing a 2,000-word essay. This relates back to collaboration because collaboration involves developing those requirements. A quick definition is collaboration is about shared responsibility, visions, and achieving a common goal. In other words, the team must share responsibility to put in the work and effort to finish the project, which is the goal, and of building a rocket, which is the vision. Both concepts are about reaching a goal or vision set by the group. Overall, the common purpose is the goal that they intend to achieve, while collaboration is how they are working together to achieve that common purpose. Now, let's go over the Patrick Lencioni's five dysfunctions of a family and ideal team player models. According to Lencioni, the five dysfunctions of a team are inattention to our results, avoidance of accountability, lack of commitment, fear of conflict, and absence of trust. These dysfunctions are solely caused by fear of being vulnerable, desire to preserve artificial harmony, the lack of ambiguity, I apologize, having low standards, and pursuing ego. They connect to the social change model because it goes completely against how leadership is perceived according to four C's. There is, um, based on the dysfunction, there is an absence of conscious of self, which is being open to feedback, knowing the values of others, and having active listening skills. Um, there's absence of commitment, collaboration, which is willing to trust others and have ownership towards a common purpose. And there's an absence of congruence, which is just being honest and consistent with your personal values. A quick example of a team demonstrating these dysfunctions would be a team that hasn't developed basic communication within, uh, within the group, a team where the whole team isn't providing 100%, or a team which is controlled by one person. Lincioni also goes over the ideal team player concept, which involves being humble, hungry, and smart. In connection to the SCM, or social change model, and leadership, a proper team player demonstrates congruence, collaboration skills, connect consciousness of self and commitment let's use this is basically going the opposite of the dysfunctions of a team let's use a proper functioning team as reference there are no big egos within a group or 
no one person thinks that they can do it all. Each team member sees how others are contributing and acknowledges it. Always looking for the best within the group and trying to push it further. And having knowledge on what's happening within the group, either where it's lacking, where it's at, and what everyone's emotions are. Lencioni has proven that no good leadership can be conducted without following the social change model, demonstrating a good mindset, listening and communication skills, and simply being an ideal team player is what makes a leader a good one. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it.